What is being reported uh, on national television or in daily newspapers, mainstream press, that black newspapers, including the Journal and Guide, have been covering for years? This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this 87th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham, sponsored by Apex Financial Group of Virginia, Milestone Mental Health Agency, as well as the COO team. We will get to hear from two of our sponsors a bit later in the show. I want to thank you all so much for your feedback, particularly as we are undergoing the pandemic. I've been receiving a number of emails, phone calls, um, and notes via our social media platforms regarding the programming. I'm glad to know that it is benefiting you and certainly want to um, advise that you continue to send those notes. You can reach out to me directly at Blair, B-L-A-I-R, at blackbrand.biz, B-I-Z. Again, send your show ideas, questions that you might have, content that you might be looking for, Blair, B-L-A-I-R, at blackbrand.biz. We are changing uh, focus a little bit. And of course, we've been uh, looking primarily at business resources uh, to empower you all during these times. Now we're going to uh, shift a bit and we're going to focus on a series that I've titled Best in Black Business. Uh, and in that vein, I want to encourage you to download our app. Uh, the Black Brand app is available on Apple as well as Android platforms. Uh, we've been getting a ton of calls, as you would imagine, about how to locate black owned businesses. Um, and here in the last two to three weeks, uh, we have added a number of businesses to our app um, that run the gamut. So again, I want to encourage you. It is a free download. Um, it's available on Apple as well as Android, and it is simply Black Brand. So uh, take a look there as you are looking for businesses to support um, both now and in the future, um, and, and we will connect with you that way as well. So to start our conversation today is um, one of my favorites. Uh, this is Miss Brenda Andrews. She is the publisher, owner, and CEO of the 120-year-old New Journal and Guide weekly newspaper. Brenda is guiding Norfolk's oldest black business through a challenging media environment that is reframing the way people get their news and information. The Guide is a Hampton Roads institution that advocates for truth in news from the black perspective. She's a native of Lynchburg, Virginia, and a graduate of California State University at Sacramento with degrees in English and psychology. In addition to her lengthy career as a black press publisher, she taught school for a short time after graduating from college and served four and a half years as a non-commissioned officer in the U.S. Army. She serves as national treasurer on the executive board of the National Newspaper Publishers Association, the NNPA representing over 200 black newspapers across the nation. In 2019, she was selected by her peers as NNPA Publisher of the Year. Welcome, 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 Ms. Andrews. How are you? 
Thank you. Thank you. I am just wonderful, and I do appreciate the opportunity to uh, share a few moments with you and your audience today, Blair. I am so glad to have you. You represent so much of what this show is about. And so let's just go ahead and start the conversation. Talk to us a little bit further about sort of the mission of the New Journal and Guide uh, newspaper. Well, the, the Journal and Guide and all black newspapers that are a part of our association, the National Newspaper Publishers Association, our mission was actually given to us in 1827 when the first uh, African, well, I started to say African-American. However, I always have to remind people in 1827, we were not African-Americans. We were uh, Africans in America because we were still uh, enslaved in most of the country. But in 1827, uh, in the state of New York, the first black newspaper was founded, uh, Freedom's Journal, and two publishers said at that time, for too long, others have spoken for us. Now it is time we speak for ourselves. And so 193 or whatever years uh, beyond that point, uh, we still operate. The Journaling Guide follows that mission that no one can or should tell our story outside of the black perspective. And we are committed to and have been since 1900 uh, making that a part of who we are. Wow, that's profound. Uh, kind of ties right into my my next question, um, pertinent to the significance of media in the black community in the current times that we're living in. So not just obviously the pandemic, but also uh, where we're really confronting this issue of racism head on. Um, how do you see the guide and the other newspapers that are a part of the association um, uh, participating in or, or moving along uh, this effort? You know, that's a great question because what is being reported apparently uh, on national television or in daily newspapers, mainstream press, uh, are the kinds of things and issues and concerns uh, that come out of our community that black newspapers, including the Journal and Guide, have been covering for years. Right. Uh, it's a good thing to have that national exposure. Uh, you know, if you go back to the civil rights movement, it uh, when when we could actually see on the television screen. Um, fire hoses and dogs attacking uh, children and black people as they were seeking just the right to vote, just first-class citizenship, just the right to go to the schools that they uh, chose to go to. It was when the national press uh, put that before the American public and the world that people truly began to understand. And, and we're seeing that currently as well. Uh, I think what we see today uh, is very important to get people to understand what they can't or refuse to understand when it's not smack in their faces. The black press has been telling these stories. And the interesting thing, Blair, is that there's going to come 
a, a time, a moment, I don't know when, but the cameras from CNN, the cameras from MSNBC, the daily newspapers across the country are going to grow uh, weary of telling our story mm. as if they could actually tell our story, but they're doing as good a job as they are uh, uh, positioned to do, I might add. Mm. But when that happens, who will continue to tell the story? It's going to be the black press. And the good thing about the black press in the 21st century is that we understand that print is not the only way to reach people. And so many of our newspapers, and the Journaling Guide is, is also moving in that direction as rapidly as we can. Uh, you know, we're, we're on uh, all forms of social media. Uh, you yourself, your organization has an app. Many black newspapers have apps. They have podcasts. Uh, they have many different ways to get the information that we have been giving uh, since those two black men in New York in 1827 said for too long others have spoken for us. So technology is working for us. Um, and I believe fully that there will always be a need for uh, black people to tell their own story. Uh, you know, our story is so much broader and so much more than uh, protest, although that's a significant part of it. Our story is also about uh, overcoming odds and moving into uh, positions uh, it's it's there's the love of being African American that comes out of black press and black media that will continue to occur after the cameras that we now see are shut down. Wow, great point. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've just tuned in, uh, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, uh, talking today with Brenda Andrews, who is the CEO of the New Journaling Guide, the oldest black newspaper in the country. Um, and we are, we are sharing, wow, we're sharing about the impact of media in our community. I want to ask you this question. Brenda, um, Black Brand is undergoing a 150-year planning process, and the goal is economic equity. Um, and one of the pillars um, focuses squarely on media and technology. We really believe that this idea of um, creating and sharing our own narrative is definitely going to be part and parcel of how we sort of move the needle, right? and close some of these gaps. Is that something that you could agree to looking at the looking at it from an economic um, vantage point? Absolutely, absolutely. Let me just make one little um, correction. We are the oldest African-American newspaper in the state of Virginia and the third in the country. Okay. Uh, with okay. a lot of history. Yeah, <laughs> a ton of history. But as far as the uh, your question about the economic part of uh, advancement, uh, the the civil rights movement and the current movement that we see had three components. Uh, the first, well, so far the current uh, movement has not addressed that 
third component. But the pro- we protest and we um, demonstrate, we march, we uh, get out there. But the economic component, the third component that came out of economic boycotts uh, was a very, very important part of the civil rights movement of the past and it will have to be an important part of the Black Lives Movement if it's going to be successful. In order to do what needs to be done, and what needs to be done is self-empowerment, not uh, necessarily, um, well, definitely making sure that the resources that the um, uh, ability to open businesses and to uh, generate um, revenue to run businesses, to allow us to do what and how it needs to be done for our community. All of those things are important and costly, and it won't happen without uh, without without economic uh, uh, ability. And right. so your 150 plan, and I did attend your uh, program that you had last year where you announced that, uh, I think it's a great idea. I want to know more about it because one of the shortcomings uh, that we have as a people is the lack of strategic planning and the lack of making sure that we have short-term goals and long-term goals. And when people hear 150, wow, that's a long time. That's a really long time. (laughs) The world continues, and I'm not so sure that it's going to continue. Oh, you Uh, sound like me now. I was almost opposed to it for that reason. (laughs) Yeah, but if the world continues, and we're going to assume the world will continue, uh, we may not be a part of that world. However... There will come a time when what we do today will affect what is happening then. That's why the black press has been so, so very important in the past and why it's so very, very important now. Because what we do in 2020, how we create uh, the history, how we create what is happening and and tell that story will be a part of 50 years from now, 100 and 150 years from now. And so uh, I applaud I applaud you for uh, uh, being being um, ambitious in that thinking. We need to enlarge our thinking beyond uh, survival, which is the right. word I, right. I truly do uh, dislike very much, mm-hmm. uh, because we have survived. Now it's time to move beyond that and move beyond that mentality. And the only way to move forward and to move beyond today is to think big. Uh, yeah. You know, I tell my um, any young person that I have a chance to talk with, think big. It might sound like it can't happen, but it won't happen if you don't envision it. Because everything starts with a thought. That's how things are created. Mm. Good point. And I'm thinking about the plan, and I'm thinking about um, ways that that we probably need to to work together in developing it um, in light of just your vantage point and so forth. So I will certainly close the loop on that uh, so that so that we can talk further. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to ask you this: um, COVID has no doubt impacted 
all business. Um, and I know that it likely had an impact on the new journal and died. What was that impact and, and, and kind of what were you forced to do in order to maintain your mission? Well, I had to make a very, very heartbreaking decision that I would actually cease publication for a six-week period. Mm. And the purpose was in order to come back stronger. One of the reasons that the COVID-19 um, disruptions and the COVID-19 disparities in health uh, yeah. have come about is because many black people are at risk of health issues such as high blood pressure, diabetes, you name it, we've got it. And so when you have a pandemic uh, that the world has never seen and, and prayerfully will never see again, uh, when you have that kind of pandemic, you have to look at your at-risk factors. And the journaling guide and many black businesses are at risk. We're at risk of not just the journaling guide, but many black businesses are at risk of going from one month to the next month to the next month. And when you're in, and we were and still are in the midst of a pandemic, uh, it became necessary to look strategically at where will the journaling guide after 120 years be at the end of 2020? Yes. And so looking at it realistically, looking at, uh, looking at my, my uh, um, scheduling of advertising, uh, because m most businesses closed uh, or at least shut down the operations that they were, advertising nosedived for all media. And so... Mm. For the journaling guide, which was already at risk, uh, we became susceptible to being victimized by the virus. And so it was necessary to make a decision, which I, I thought and prayed over very, very much, because the journaling guide over 120 years has survived. We survived the Spanish um uh, a pandemic, flu pandemic. We survived World One, World War Two, Korean War, every war. We've survived uh, Jim Crow. We've wow. survived the era of lynchings. We've survi survived J. Edgar Hoover, who of the FBI, who uh, took it upon himself to uh, try very hard to eliminate black newspapers and never missed an issue and. On my watch in 2020, I certainly did not want my legacy of the journaling guides, uh, 30-some years that I've been here, I did not want my legacy to be that COVID-19 victimized the journaling guide when Jim Crow and J. Edgar Hoover and World War One and World War Two and so forth and so forth and so forth um, had not done that. So the the, the, the closure for oh, a short man, Brenda, time. we gotta take a break. Oh, this is so good though. Brenda, will you promise me that you're gonna come back on our show? 
I do. I do, Blair. I've got to finish this conversation. I had 20 minutes of, of talking to me, but as you can see. You've got an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we will we'll talk more, though. I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on Black Wall Street today. And we will be back in just a few moments with Money Talk. Excellence is being able to perform at a high level for a long period of time. The next level success is just a step away. Stay tuned. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after a word from our underwriting sponsors. When the conversation is good and the friends are even better, you'll find a wine that brings it all together. Shoe Crazy Wine. Remember that name. Shoe Crazy Wine. Available at Costco, Kroger, and these other fine retailers. We know you love jazz music, so let's try some jazz music with a little R&B flavor. What about some jazz music with a little trap flavor? Jazz and Caribbean. Hey, we mix it up. So, online, look for Grandpa Crunk and enjoy the great jazz music. Grandpa Crunk. Jazz music. Peace. I'm your brother Crunk. I have a new podcast called Snatched. Sorry. You're about to get snatched. It's the best of my YouTube channel, From TV. In audio mastered format. Snatch and run! On Blueberry, Android, the Edgy Podcast, Stitcher, Digital Podcast, and Speaker. Ever experienced what snatching is like? Welcome back to this 87th edition of Black Wall Street Today. It's time now for Hashtag Money Talk. This segment is sponsored by Apex Financial Group of Virginia. And joining us now is Mr. Michael Gray. How are you? Good. And yourself? I am doing well. Happy Wednesday to you. It's always great to have you on. I understand today we're going to focus on financial literacy. Important topic. Financial literacy, we're going to cover uh, five parts of financial literacy, uh, which include estate planning, retirement planning. Uh, We're going to talk about actually uh, planning for emergencies, emergency planning. We're going to talk about Social Security planning as well as debt relief planning. That's perfect. I'm excited. Okay. Okay, so we'll start with financial literacy. Okay, let's, 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 let's define what financial literacy in its simplest terms means. Financial literacy in its simplest terms, uh, it means a clear understanding of your financial condition. A clear understanding of your financial condition. Notice the word clear understanding. There's a difference between reality and perception. Reality is real. Reality is actual. Reality is fact. Perception is what we perceive to know. Many times it's what we don't know that can hurt us in the financial realm. Now, so financial literacy requires planning. It requires us to plan. Most people do not plan to fail. They fail to plan. Mm. in mind, financial literacy requires also for us to have the right tools in place. For an example, when we speak about estate planning, planning an estate, the sole purpose of estate planning 
is to preserve your estate and not to lose your estate. Okay. Two that we use to help individuals and our clients to preserve their estate is it there's a simple tool called a living trust. A living trust will keep you out of probate, whereas a will will put you in probate. And the key thing here is that you want to avoid probate because it can be very, very expensive and time to land. So if you're interested in estate planning, give us a call today at 757-640-0207 for a free consultation, and we'll go in more details about estate planning. Okay. The second item I want to talk about is retirement planning. We at Apex Financial Group, our main concern here is safe money management. Safe money management. Safe money management requires us to make sure that our clients are getting what we call growth, accumulation. We also want to make sure that our clients' principal, what they invest, is protected so that principal is never lost. Also, too, our main goal when it comes to retirement planning is to make sure that our clients receive a lifetime of income, income that will last them for their whole life during their retirement. We apply two here called the Rule of 72. The Rule of 72 simply states that you divide the interest rate into 72, and that will determine how many years it takes for your money to double itself. And so we apply that rule in many times to helping our clients to uh, have a better uh, retirement and also through the growth and the contribution phase of retirement planning. Also, too, uh, we have a concern today because of the pandemic. Uh, a lot of individuals in the marketplace today are concerned about losing value uh, in their accounts when it comes to the 401ks, the RA, uh, the TSPs. And this is due to market volatility. Uh, in our society today with the pandemic, uh, we have what we call wide swings in the stock market. The market goes up, market comes down. And in many cases, uh, people are losing up to 20 to 30% values in their accounts that's tied to these markets. What we do here is we try to keep our clients out of harm's way. And that way, they can have their principal protected and at the same time, realize a good growth. And so if you're interested, and retirement planning, again, you can call us today for a free consultation. The number here is 757-640-0207. Call today. The other item I want to talk about when it comes to financial literacy is a lot of times we have a tendency not to plan for emergencies. Now, simply stated, most cases, uh, we're told to put three months to six months aside for emergency situations of all income. But today, with the pandemic, so many people are experiencing hardships. And with this new CARES Act, the CARES Act, this is an opportunity for a lot of individuals today that are having some difficulties or some hardship uh, due to this pandemic uh, because of loss of income or loss of job. With the CARES Act, the CARES Act gives an opportunity for individuals to withdraw up to $100,000, okay, out of their retirement account, whether it be a 401k, TSP, IRA, uh, due to a hardship without any penalties, even before age 59 and a half. So you can withdraw up to $100,000 uh, without any penalties if there's a hardship out of a qualified retirement account. Right. So we have a lot of our clients with the CARES Act. And if you're experiencing hardship today and like to know more about that, please give us a call today at 757-640-0207. 
The other item that's on the schedule today is what we call Social Security planning. Okay. Now, a lot of times people don't look at Social Security as a planning tool. But Social Security is really a planning tool. And the reason for that being is because so many people don't have any idea whether they want to start their benefits at age 62, whether at age 66, or someone away to age 70. Regardless of what the case may be, we can give you a free Social Security review. And this will help you to determine which is right for you, whether it be early, whether it be at full retirement age, or whether it be at age 70. And so we have some uh, different programs here. For example, that could be a help to many people. Uh, one, the spousal benefit, two qualifying spouses. Uh, uh, we have two qualifying spouses. The spouses with the highest amount of PIA, which is the primary insurance amount or Social Security benefit can get up to half of the other spouse's retirement if their benefits are lower than the spouse. So that's an automatic way you can increase your benefits. And again, if you're interested in spousal benefits, give us a call today at 757-640-0207. Also, too, when it comes to Social Security benefits, a lot of times there's so many different programs here that we have. One is called the Survival Benefit for Married Couples. Uh, with this benefit, if uh, one of the spouses pass away, the spouses that have the high, let's say the spouse that passed away and uh, that is deceased, have a higher benefit amount than the surviving spouse, then the surviving spouse can come up to the higher amount. That's called the surviving benefit for married couples. There's a whole lot of things uh, concerning Social Security. That's why Social Security to me is a planning tool. Uh, another benefit for Social Security uh, is called the retirement benefit for a, for a divorced spouse. Uh, if you're divorced, it's possible that you could receive a Social Security retirement based on your former spouse work record as long as certain rules are met. You must have been married for at least 10 years before you divorced. And basically what that means is that you can come up and get an increase of 50% of your former spouse benefits without any effect on your spouse's, your former spouse benefits at all. So again, that's another benefit. Powerful. That's another benefit that you can get just by calling us today at 757-640-0207. And the last thing I'm going to talk about, Larry, is debt relief, debt relief planning. Uh, here at uh, Apex, we have programs that can help individuals get out of debt uh, nine years or less without any additional money coming out of their current budget. And so with the debt relief program, can you imagine if you didn't have a car payment, a mortgage payment, credit cards payment, a student loans payment, can you imagine how you can take that additional money, you can invest that money and create more wealth for yourself. So here we have a program called Debt Relief and we can show you how you can get out of debt, including paying off mortgages and all the other debts that you're concerned about, whether it be auto loans, student loans, personal loans, credit cards. We can show you how you can retire those debts in less than nine years okay without any, any additional money and so if you're interested in debt relief give us a call today at 757-640-0207 and the main thing here is that again we want to make sure that we put a plan together because most people don't plan to fail they fail to plan and so by taking one hour we'll give you that free hour no calls you can call us for a free consultation on any of these things that i talked about or any other concerns that you may have concerning your finances, and we'd be more than happy to sit down with you for one hour and discuss these things with you. So again, call us today at 757-640-0207. 
and would be more than happy to talk with you. And so glad that basically wraps up some of the things that I wanted to just talk about briefly in reference to uh, financial literacy. Uh, if there's a question on your hand, uh, if you have a question, I'd be more than happy to address that. If you have something that I've talked about. Super important information. Uh, I think it, it bears repeating. Uh, we know that this is the probably the number one issue facing the black community is lack of financial literacy and lack of financial planning. So uh, I think everything you stated today was spot on. We do have about two minutes re remaining. Do you care to give us an update on things in terms of uh, federal legislation and um, perhaps any additional stimulus monies, any um, update with regard to the PPP program or the EICL program? Okay, yes. Uh, with, the, with the PPP program, that money is still available. Uh, businesses can still apply for the PPP as well as the EIDL program. Uh, money is still available for both those programs. And again, most business owners can apply for both. Also, too, with the stimulus for wage earners, uh, employees, uh, they still uh, looking at and considering uh, also maybe doing a second wave, a stimulus payment of $1,200. Uh, that have not yet been approved through the uh, House and the Senate, but the talk is that it's going to probably be another check coming to uh, most Americans for $1,200. So that's a quick update on the stimulus programs. Okay. All right. Take that. Sounds fantastic. All right, what do we have to look forward to next week as we wrap it up here? Next week, we're going to talk about some other key ingredients, uh, uh, key tools that we can use in helping us to build a, what I call an airtight financial plan. And next week, we're going to continue to talk about things that we need to include in our financial plans that will give us the retirement and the wealth that we're trying to create. Okay, I think that's awesome. All right, well, this has been another edition of Hashtag Money Talk with Michael Gray. Uh, this has been sponsored by Apex Financial Group of Virginia. Uh, you can get more information online at apexfinancialgroupofva.com or, again, uh, you're welcome to call for a free consultation at 757-640-0207. Again, that's area code 757-640-0207. Seven. All right. Thank you so much, sir. We'll be back in just a moment. The biggest financial asset that you have going for you by miles is the value of your own earning power over the years. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. More important business insights are on the way. Stay locked in. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after these messages. Hey, this is Seiko, DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals, and I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. That's www.positivevibes.net. We've been performing for over 25 years, and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. Peace and prosperity. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. 
Welcome, welcome back. It's the 87th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Our focus today, this is volume one of Best in Black Business. I'm so excited to have one of our sponsors uh, on the line uh, for our final segment. She is none other than Ms. Lori Ruffin, the CEO and founder of the COO team. She's super passionate about helping visionary leaders fulfill their purpose and focus on their passion, utilizing her corporate, national, and international nonprofit experience to help small businesses and nonprofits get the operating systems they need to grow and expand. Welcome, Lori. How are you today? I'm doing well, Blair. So glad to be with you, as always. It's always, always, always super on point. And so I know today we wanted to just kind of have a general conversation about the importance of strategic planning. I know for me, when I'm thinking about um, a lot of the small businesses that we work with um, and that access to capital issue, it typically... um, points right at sort of the lack of a strategic plan. So I want to hear from you. You know, what are you seeing um, as you are empowering business owners and nonprofits to create the strategic plan? How are they utilizing it to the benefit of their communities? Yes, definitely. Well, so Blair, what I find is that um, uh, oftentimes leaders of nonprofits, especially founders, are visionary types. They are folks that see things before uh, they materialize. They are pioneers. Um, They have a knack for creating something out of nothing, and they have huge ideas um, and dreams and concepts. Yes. Sometimes one of the challenges that they face is translating those big ideas into uh, strategies and then the bite-sized steps that um, lead to successful execution and implementation. And that's what a strategic planning process does. It helps um, take those big ideas, uh, really clarify them so that they can be in shareable form, and then um, it helps helps people translate that so that it can a team can get around it and execute it. Um, mm. Yeah, I think, so I think without that translation, um, some ideas just never really get off the ground. Wow. Yeah, you said a mouthful. <laughs> because you're right. You know, we can see what the what we'd like the future to become. But in terms of how to actually get there and how to get the folks on board to make it happen, it's a different story. Um, so I appreciate your expertise in that regard. Um, what do you have coming up by way of um, assistance for nonprofit leaders? Yes, so the COO team really saw that um, after working with high net worth uh, donors and um, just really being in a community of, of, of philanthropists, saw that there needs to be a process for organizations that don't have um, rhythms of doing strategic planning. There needed to be a way for organizations to uh, to be guided through a process. Um, you know, if people, sometimes organizations have board members that will uh, lead them through that. Other times they may hire uh, a consultant that can come in for a season that can get quite pricey. Um, our goal was to uh, create a mechanism for leaders to get the strategic plans that they need, but at an affordable rate um, and through a community, pro- a communal process. So we developed a, a strategic accelerator called the COO Team Strategy Academy. And what we do is we bring together organizations to um, really walk through a step-by-step process to build their strategic plan. Um, each wow. week, 
yeah, we, we do some training and we provide a framework and a workbook um, and guidance so that each organization can really clarify three things, their scope, um, and then their strategy, and then their systems for how they will um, implement their strategic plan. Scope, strategy, and systems. Yes. So we actually, um, we just launched our next round this week, and we are still... um, accepting applications for organizations that might want to go through it. It's a 90-day process. We felt that it's important for us to not let the the time be so long that organizations can't commit to it, um, but then to give it enough time for leaders to really dig into the nuts and bolts of their organizations to make some critical decisions after having um, really thoughtful discussion around uh, what they need to uh, do um, as an organization. So I I love it that we are able to guide folks through a process so they don't have to... um, you know, either Google it and say, well, I need to do a strategic plan, but where do I get started and feel like they have to um, do it themselves? We're able to help with that lift. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting, you know, particularly in thinking about COVID-19, right? Mm -hmm. And um, where a lot of organizations have found themselves, you know, it's an interesting space because their need to exist has been highlighted, Mm -hmm. right? But their capacity has been somewhat diminished. Yes. Um, Where, how do you see yourself kind of filling that gap? Absolutely. So, um, this is kind of, uh, it highlights really the importance of having a strategic plan to begin with. So when organizations are kind of doing the work, they're busy, rolling up their sleeves, but shooting from the hip without a plan, when you have unexpected disruptions like COVID-19 um, that limit some of what you can do, it, it kind of sends organizations for a tailspin uh, because there's there's not a, a guiding principle or uh, a guiding, um, you know, there's not a guide for, for what they're doing, why they're doing, who they're doing it with. Um, mm. And so they, they're just, it ends up being so disorienting. So what we're inviting people to do is to pause and check in. So if you have a strategic plan, most likely some of it is out of date and irrelevant because the landscape has changed. Um, And for those that don't have one, it's now time to get real crystal clear on uh, what you're doing, um, who you are called to serve, uh, who are some potential partners that you can team up with. Um, What I find is that these heavier and and more in-depth questions are questions that people usually don't ask in day-to-day life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're busy um, executing, busy running program, busy fundraising and and doing development. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when um, crisis comes, it kind of can show that we may actually have some gaps within our organization. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like a, a... the process itself provides an opportunity for organizations to take inventory of where are we? Yeah. Where are we strong? Where are we weak? What are the opportunities that have now emerged because the landscape has changed? And what are the threats um, that could really um, blindside us if we don't stop and, and take a look at them? Um, mm. Weaknesses and threats need to be mitigated uh, and opportunities um, need to be seized because 
I've heard this statement. I think it's kind of, it makes me chuckle every time I hear it, but opportunities like a bald-headed man with a long nose. You've got to catch him while he's approaching you because afterwards you can't grab you can't grab it once he's walked past. Once he's walked past. And, oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that kind of like a neat like, word picture? It is. It is. <laughs> so I say, you know, we, instead of being head down, um, totally engrossed in the work it's good to lift up our eyes look at all of the elements methodically of our organization and then make some decisions clarify um, and make some decisions so that um, not just you but the team that you serve um, can can execute Wow, you know, it had me thinking about the first interview we uh, sat with Brenda Andrews, who is uh, in charge of this incredible newspaper, been around for 120 years. It's the mm. third oldest black newspaper in the country. And, uh, you know, you think about 120 years, what all the newspaper has survived. And she talked about how she did not want it to be a part of her legacy, that the newspaper would no longer exist and be defeated essentially by by COVID-19, right? Mm -hmm. So she had to make a tough decision to uh, suspend distribution for six weeks so that, you know, so that it could go on past that point. Um, you know, what a what a critical moment for her as a as a leader, right? Um, so I hear I I hear and feel what you're saying. You know, in terms of the decision making process that I know many are undergoing, that I'm undergoing uh, with regard to with regard to the work, and I appreciate that. I hear you saying we hold hands through this because we recognize this is not easy um and even as we look at you know the various phases right phase one phase two phase three Mm -hmm. is that part of how you're helping business owners and community leaders to navigate as well getting super specific about you know um how we re-engage yeah yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh, yes. And what I find is sometimes because because of our passion, because of our love for the work, we can get so close to it that we no longer really have eyes to see things critically. Um, there's a really great book called Necessary Endings. Mm. Um, it's by Dr. Henry Cloud. And in that book, he talks about um, how sometimes we, we you have to prune. Um, okay. If you think about a rose bush, in order to get the um, the best out of the bush, you have to kind of cut off some of the buds that are are zapping the energy and the resources of that bush, yeah. um, so that the what you have the resources of the bush can go to the places of most potential. And what happens is, as leaders, when we um, begin, we fall in love with different parts of our services or our products or even certain um, partnerships or ways of doing things um, because we've always done them that way, um, we can end up holding onto them into obsolescence. Mm. So what's really important to do in a strategic planning process, it puts everything on the table. And that can be scary for a leader. Um, so what we do is we we walk with you to look at everything. And we're not saying we're going to throw everything away. What we're going to do is take a critical look at all of the pieces to determine what needs to be pruned and what can be dialed up to be more fruitful. Mm. And, and that process to have... Um, 
guidance through that can be really helpful. And then also to be able to do that in a learning environment with other executive directors that get it. Um, with the, when we do a strategy academy, we incorporate organizations from all across, across the country. You know, okay. As far west as Portland, Oregon, as far south as Atlanta. We've had folks from Chicago, uh, different places, Virginia, um, Ohio. And you get that cross-pollinization that happens when leaders come and they bring their uh, strengths, they bring their challenges um, to the table to say, we're going to all look at all of the pieces of our um, organization and we're going to be real thoughtful and strategic about it so that we can increase our impact. Um, every organization wants to be more impactful. They want to grow their footprint, wants to serve you know, more, more uh, clients and serve them better. Um, but that does not happen without um, reviewing you know, all of the elements in, in figuring out what needs to be improved, um, what needs to be pruned or adapted um, so that, uh, again, you can capitalize on the opportunities, mitigate the weaknesses, um, avoid the threats, and really leverage um, your organization's strengths. Um, the, the other thing, too, I think is this is a really unique time. Um, we are definitely in a, a cultural moment where a lot of um, kind of underlying things have kind of simmered and boiled to the surface. And so um, I would say that the organizational landscape is different um, for, for that reason in addition to the pandemic. And so this is a time for us to really take inventory of what do we have um, to offer and, and how can we best leverage um, what we have for now. Um, and so I'm, I'm really calling all leaders to be strategic. Like, don't just be in the moment, but be strategic so that this time can be leveraged for uh, greater impact and greater service in your respective areas. Yeah. In the two minutes that we have remaining, and I know it always goes by super quick when we're on the air together, please share how it is that you can be reached. Um, and how we can connect to the Strategy Academy. Yes. So we can be reached through the COOteam.com, uh, the COOteam.com. On our website, uh, we uh, enable uh, anybody who's interested in having an initial conversation. Um, we can hop on a Zoom call or a phone call and really talk through your organization's challenge challenges um, and opportunities to think through how you can um, navigate those. And then also, um, quite practically, we are um, starting our Strategy Academy Accelerator. And so if anyone um, is listening and does not have a strategic plan or has an outdated strategic plan or might be um, kind of reorienting themselves due to the pandemic and or this um, kind of cultural moment that we're in as a nation, um, Sign up for a time today. Um, we do a 30-minute strategic session for succession for um, all applicants just to make sure that it's a good fit for them um, and and that um, they are a good fit for the accelerator. And, and and we can move forward. We're just we exist to help leaders lead um, and, and build their capacity. So um, that would be the best way. Um, okay. The COO team.com. TheCOOteam.com. TheCOOteam.com. Man, Lori, I'm so excited that you exist. <laughs> 
seriously, you know, it just gives testament to the fact that, you know, we need each other. Um, we, we always need each other. We need each other even more so now. And um, so glad that you are here and very grateful for the work that you do. Thank you. Well, thanks so much, Blair. Um, I appreciate you and I appreciate this um, wonderful uh, radio program. Yes, indeed. Well, I want to definitely um, shout out our guest for today, Miss um, Brenda Andrews with the New Journal and Guide publication. Thank you so much uh, for appearing on our show. Certainly our Money Talk segment with Apex Financial Group and Mr. Michael Gray. The financial literacy tips were important um, and spot on. And then, of course, Lori Ruffin, thank you so much for the work that you do with the COO team. And thanks for tuning in to Black Wall Street today, where we're building minds, we're building connections, and we're forging the path ahead toward business success in the black community. We'll look forward to talking next week. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street.